Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Ministry of Pod. Over the next few days, I'll be covering the November European presidential election. Today, I am joined by presidential candidate O.D. O.D., thank you so much for joining the pod. Always good to be on the pod. Yes, yes it is. It's a good day in Arapaib when we have a contested election. So first of all, here we are. It is a three-way race. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about like the whole opportunity to run for president? I'm really excited. It's an office I've always really wanted to you know, serve in. And I'm going up against two really good candidates in PA and Icarus. And of course, I have much love for Kura and Ist. So yeah, there are, uh, it's a really competitive slate. Like you mentioned, there's the PA Kura ticket and there's the Icarus Istilian ticket. And finally, there is, last but not least, there is the OD line ticket. Do you want to walk the audience through your thought process for how you came to having Lime on your ticket, how the, how this combination came to be. So I've always really liked Lime. Now there's always been times where we've had friction between us. I know when he was president and I was in the Senate, we had that very public to do. And we've always had a couple of small disagreements, um, memes and everything that just didn't fly well. But when I was looking for somebody who I wanted to serve with as president and vice president, Lyme just stood out because here's a guy who's been president, so he's walked this road before. Uh, He's a long-term domestic juggernaut, uh, multiple terms as minister of communications, multiple terms as minister of radio. So if you're looking for somebody who's got their thumb on the pulse domestically of Europia, Lyme is one of those folks. So not only that, you know, Line and I, you know, he'll be the first person to tell you, you know, we don't get along very well, but I want somebody, I wanted somebody who I didn't just, you know, I didn't agree with. I didn't want a yes man. I wanted somebody who said, hey, you know, I, I, I see what you're going for, but why don't you try it like this with a twist? And it's like I said on my platform, you know, Line might tell me something and I might not like it, but it might be the right step. And I want somebody who's willing to say, hey, you might be the president, but I'm, I got your back. So how, so far, how has that worked out? Has, have you had that relationship that you're describing of not being the yes man so far during the campaign? Has that come up at all? A couple of times. Uh, when I was doing the platform, Lyme came back with, hey, I know you went with this, but why don't you try twisting it and doing it this way? And that's how we got the integration plank. Now, Hem might say, you know, throwing it back to the European people kind of deal. But I I disagree with that. And I think, you know, Lime had a really good point. We needed to add an integration plank somewhere that at least said, hey, what we're doing isn't working. Maybe giving it to the European people to come up with a unified stance rather than four or five small things that haven't been working might be a better idea. And I really appreciate Lime for doing that because he was absolutely right. And we are going to touch on some of those critiques that ENN has brought up of all the platforms. Don't worry. We're not going hard on you. We're going hard on everybody. We'll definitely get to integration. But first, I kind of want to give you the opportunity to give the sales pitch, right? So it's a three-way race. The way that it works in Arapea is if nobody gets to 50% in the first round, 
will actually have a runoff between the top two candidates. So I think differentiating yourself from your opponents is a good political strategy, right? You don't need 50% in the first ballot, but you got to be one of the top two guys. So what differentiates you from your opponents? Why should voters support you on election day? So I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, I've actually been in this boat before. Um, now, obviously, service abroad never translates well to Europe. It never has. But uh, when I was vice chancellor of the new Inquisition, which is pretty much equal to the presidency of Europia, we were in the same boat. We were very inactive. We were bleeding people. And I brought it back. I know I, I didn't do it alone. I had a very strong cabinet and a very able deputy vice chancellor. But we brought it back with strong domestic ties, with leaning on our foreign policy experts to handle foreign policy. And that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing here. I, I picked a domestic-minded vice president in line. If there's anybody who can motivate and, and get things done on the domestic side, it's going to be line. Now, my cabinet, I picked Gleg as my minister of foreign Oh, we're affairs. just, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're, we're going to lay it all out on the table. Where I actually, yeah, absolutely. I want to continue where Gleg left off. Now, he obviously just announced the Treaty of the Archipelagos, which is something I was going to definitely work toward as president, which would have been a full agreement and work out something with T10KI. But now yeah, that's that a we, historic agreement. Absolutely. It's probably the biggest thing in quite some time. And I'm really proud of Gleg for getting it done. And as my minister of foreign affairs, you're, you're going to see more of that. Just like my grand admiral is, is slated to be Vor, who is an outstanding naval officer. And I expect him to carry on the great works of Ica and Kura serving as my grand admiral. All right, let's keep going. If you're just going to spill the beans, I'm not going to stop you. Well, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to point out here that I didn't take this step. Now, Hem, I, I love him to death. Like he pointed out in his best of my platform, OD is running this time because he means it and with a purpose. I went out and found people that I really feel are the best and brightest of who we have. I wanted somebody who was going to continue Gleg's legacy and advise me on how to continue Gleg's legacy. And I went out and I got Gleg. I wanted somebody who was going to continue working with our Defender allies, uh, complete our integration into Libcord, and that's why I went out and I got Vor. So I go out and I get the people who I think are going to help us the best, and I'm very excited for the cabinet that I put together. Well, they, they do say that personnel is policy, so it is really interesting to hear that at least one campaign, yours, your platform, your ticket, has Gleg coming back in that foreign affairs role? I think it's going to be really interesting to see what other tickets do, right? This is the pitch. Look, I am stability. I am continuation abroad because I literally have the guy who wrote the book, wrote the treaties. You don't have Sopa who tore up the treaties. You have the guy who makes them right there next to you. Maybe not your quarterback, but he's like, I don't know, your tight end. 
in, in this grand scheme, yeah, he is definitely the linebacker, the linchpin of my team. You know, he's the guy that I'm putting. I, I want, I want Gleg. I wanted Gleg. I wanted Gleg as my vice president. He said no. I said Minister of Foreign Affairs. He said yes. And I'm so glad he accepted because, it, I, you know, I I'm a minister. I'm in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I've been in there mm-hmm. uh, since I came back in 2017. I've been a deputy a couple times under Sopo twice. I have a long-serving ambassador, but you know, it, it's just like real life. If I can learn something new every day, that's a win. That's why I love foreign affairs. And I've been in that long period of time, and I still don't know everything. I don't so think any I'm, of us know everything in foreign affairs. It is definitely a really fast-moving field. Uh, exactly. So, yep. so if I get somebody like Gleg to come on board on my campaign and say, hey, this is why we do it this way, or hey, I, I understand you want a treaty like that, but why don't we try this? That's that's exactly what I need. I need somebody who's got their finger on the button, on the pulse, and I've said that a couple of times, so I do apologize. But uh, you know, I, I need somebody like Gleg, so I went out and I got Gleg. Yeah, yeah. So, do we want to continue along the spilling the beans on the whole cabinet, or are you gonna you're gonna hold off on us a little bit? I'm gonna hold off a little bit, but I just you know that's why I said um, I I went out and got those specific guys, and I think Boris guy. I don't want to misgender him, um, but I, I went out and got these folks because I'm confident in their ability to lead. Gleg is a natural born leader. Vor is a great leader. And everybody who I picked for my cabinet are people that I, I hold in highest esteem. Um, Lowen Flies will be my attorney general, but I think Lowen Flies is everybody's attorney general at this point. <laughs> Unless you're the attorney general. <laughs> I would be more than happy to continue my service to whoever wins, but you know, obviously no pressure. I've, I've really been enjoying the job. It's been really fun. So let's move on because you mentioned the ENN article that recently came out that talked about the highs and lows of each of the tickets. And like I said, I'm not going to be unfair. You know, I'm going to ask each candidate in our Ministry of Pod episode about their reaction to the critiques that the ENN brings up. So let's talk about your platform and the things that Hem brought up. He said the high point of, the, of, of your platform is your motivation for run. And how do you respond to that? Did you, do you think that this time is different than the, the last few times you've run or that you've felt motivated to run? I would say I'm in a lot better place than I've been in the last couple of years. Um, I've dealt with a lot of personal growth, a lot of loss, a lot of wins, um, at least in my real life. But, you know, now that Europa is not the, the primary thing in my life, I'm a whole lot happier. And, yeah, I guess you could probably say that this is a, definitely a new kind of motivation. Um, you know, like I said before, I, I, I've seen this happen before. And it's very important to me that it not happen again. And if I can use whatever skills that were given to me or that, you know, and given to me might be like the wrong words to say, uh that I've learned over the years. And, and by the thing that you've seen before, are, are you talking about regional inactivity or challenges that the region is facing? Yes, both of those. Um, regional inactivity, uh, we've been down this road before, and it led to this split. This time around, 
I don't think there's much appetite for another constitutional convention or a split. Uh, so it's pretty much going back to the drawing board and seeing where we can pick up. You know, the split led to more involvement in foreign affairs, and that has paid off in spades, as you see t- with today's announcement of the Treaty of the Arch of Alapago. Mm-hmm. But we need to try to bring that spark back to the domestic side, which I don't know if you've seen Grav's recent article on the depth chart, but we have three people in interior and we have four people in world assembly affairs, but we have 25 people across the ERN and the foreign affairs. And that's great, but it's also a significant problem. So that lets perfect segue into what ENN identified as perhaps the weak point of your platform. And the argument that ENN made is that integration seems like somewhat of an afterthought in the platform, right? We talk about catching lightning in a bottle through existing programs, private messages, mentorship, Discord buddies, welcome wagon. These are some of the things that already exist. Um, And, you know, you say that none of the things have worked to the extent that we've been able to keep them staffed sufficiently or had a noticeable effect. Because of this, we call on every European to be the welcome wagon, to be the buddy or mentor, or to drop by and offer links to the newcomer handbook. So do you think this is the winning strategy? Just say the government can't do this alone. Go ahead and try, Arrow. Go, go, go do it. I personally think yes, if only because we've tried to pardon this off to groups of two, groups of three, groups of four, and it works for maybe two months, three months, and then it fades, and then we'll, we'll like the welcome wagon. The welcome wagon was a thing, and we were welcoming people pretty regularly, and then it dropped off, and then we had Discord buddies, and that kind of lasted for a little while, and then it dropped off, and my thought is, why do we need three dedicated people? Why do we need to rely on people like uh, LL, who I always see greeting people, and Lowen, who I always see greeting people, when everybody should be coming by and saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, do you need some help? I, I just, To me personally, it just feels like we're staffing this out when we can all do it. I mean, what is the harm in everybody saying, hey, do you need some help? Hey, dropping by to see if you need some help. So I, I guess my argument would be like, I don't even know when there's new people in the discord because there's a feature for those of you who don't know when you're a, an admin on a server, a discord server, you can enable a little notification or like a little thing that pops. It's like, Hey, this person's new to the server. Uh, my understanding is that Euro doesn't have that in Euro chat. So like when I, when new people come to the server, I, I don't know that. Like, how am I supposed to be a welcoming, engaging person when I don't even know that there are new people looking to be engaged, right? How can we throw this over to the people of Euro if the processes don't exist for us to even be aware as a community that there might be a new person on the Discord lurking or who just joined? Maybe that first five minutes is crucial to get, you know, they click the link to join the Discord and nobody's talking or we're talking about something random and we don't notice that they're there. Uh, how do we solve that kind of problem? Is that something that we're supposed to just sort of keep our eye on new people on the right-hand side of the little Discord thing? Or are there processes that we can improve? 
Well, as far as I know, the only way to get access to the Discord is to register and be on the forums. So making sure that we're integrating folks properly on the forums is obviously the first step. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's anybody is on the forums. I mean, I'm on the forums. Oh, my God. I think I'm on the forums like 10 hours a day, but I don't mean to be. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like the first people who come in, they're always greeted by Lowen, who's always on the forums. LL, who's on the forums. Sopo might drive by from time to time. Gleg might drop by from time to time. But they can't get access to the Discord until they come into the forums. So getting them onto the forums is the big step and making them feel at home and welcome on the forums and then transitioning them to Discord. That's the second step. Now, obviously, you know, we're going to have to sit down with, I guess, the admins to say, hey, can we get that thing activated? Uh, So at least so people know, hey, there's somebody new in Discord. Let's everybody say hello kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if that's a feasible thing. I don't know if there's a security issue with it. I don't know if it's something that's done at European Station that we don't see in the main uh, Euro chat. But like I said, everything starts and ends with the forums. So getting people to be more active on the forums and meeting and greeting new people, I mean, it's going to be a two-way street. It's going to bring activity to the forums and let new people see, hey, we're active, we're here. And we're here to help you. Yeah, I guess my thing is I say hello to everybody when they post a little introduction and it just sort of seems like the end of it. And and maybe that's on me and I need to do more private messaging people. But I'm not sure that the forum is the first step and the only step works in the year 2022 into 2023. You know, it's almost 2023 and we're trying to get people to. Uh, do citizenship applications before they join one of the most popular uh, social media platforms in the world, and or at least among our demographic uh, in Discord. It, it seems like we're we're starting with a lost leader when we we, we could be leading with uh, things that have less frictions. But that's just my two cents. Um, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I mean, and it, it's a really valid point. Unfortunately, you know, there's folks out there who seek to do Euro harm and not even Euro, just taking out Euro entirely, uh, the community harm. So we have to act, you know, in our best interests. And while we might lose a couple of folks and that just is what it is and it sucks, at the end of the day, you know, the community has to come first. Sure. I, I, I just wonder if there's ways to balance that community safety because a lot of online communities use Discord as their only onboarding process and they're able to do that and protect their communities. So I think there's a lot to learn from other communities, but you know that's my spit speech and we're not here to talk about my ideas. We're here to talk about your ideas. So Fair. let's move on to some other ideas in your platform. You talk about you don't have the comms radio merge that both of your opponents have. and. I know this isn't something you mentioned about differentiating yourself from them, but to me, this is a really big difference between your platform and both of your opponents. So I want to drill into this a little bit. And I asked you about this in your platform. I want to ask you again here, what is your thought about how your opponents are trying to join together either into a ministry of media, but in general, the idea of merging comms and radio, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that is going to be successful? And, and are you flexible in your position on that? 
I don't think it's going to be successful only because it's going to put more pressure onto the Ministry of Communications, which is already having an incredibly difficult time finding writers, let alone finding radio hosts. I just don't think it's going to work. And not only that, we're having a hard time finding minister uh, assistants and deputy ministers and assistant ministers. Nobody's going to want to join a ministry that's got a full-time, 100% crunch time. So it's a staffing issue is really is really your concern on this, or do you also have strategic questions? It's pretty much coming down to staffing, and we're seeing this across the board. And I'll be honest, too, you know, when I was looking for ministers uh, for my cabinet, I went through at least seven different folks before I found my radio minister. And even then, they, they flat out told me, look, you know, this is my availability, and that this is a problem. This is a serious problem. So I don't know what the uh, our, our, our opponents think that they're going to accomplish by merging two uh, ministries that are having serious issues. Do you think that there's something to say that maybe expectations do need to be lower then? If our, if our issues are staffing, then... You know, I know that at one point your vice president Lime, as comms minister, said, hey, I'm going to publish 15. Or, uh, this is a number. I don't know if it was actually. I'm going to push X articles in the next month. And, you know, that didn't happen in part because you can't write 15 articles yourself. Right. It takes a team and they're just right now is not the staffing to support a number of articles, you know, a big number. Um, so it, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I pretty much agreed with Lime. And, and the bad thing is, you know, Euro, we, we love the instant gratification. When Calvin did the Newswire, we ate it up. When uh, things were jumping, we ate it up. And, and we sometimes it feels like we act like we're still stuck in 2015, where there was something going on every second of the day, and we had to always respond to it. And we got used to the instant news cycle and everything else. And that just doesn't happen anymore at least not to the extent that it used to you know everything is centralized discord uh one or two threads on the forum and that's it uh so yeah i think we do expect a whole lot from the folks that we have and and they're getting younger too and that's the other thing you know a lot of us myself i'm in my mid-30s i believe you're in your early 30s Nobody's got time to just sit around and write articles on the daily or or report in the watch on the daily or participate in every single military operation. Uh, the folks that are leading, I think Icarus is below the age of 20. Um, you got some so, young bloods is what you're saying. It's the young bloods who are doing all the blood, sweat and tears for us. Kind of. And I don't mean it in that way. I know, you know, everybody's getting busy again. You know, since the end of the pandemic, you know, where we had all the time, now we have no time anymore. And nobody seems like they want to sit around. And that's, I can understand that. I mean, I'm definitely in that boat, too. I don't mm -hmm. want to sit around all the time. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how we recover the loss of all of the time and how we turn that into bringing does that make sense yeah it does but my my turn it back to you you know if anyone has to be that example or the the leadership that gets us out of it it's going to be the president so i turn it back to you and say, what do we do 
what do we do in these situations? Because if you're going to be president in five days, uh, this is going to be your responsibility, or at least in part. One thing that I've always found is that you find uh, help in the most interesting of places. Um, so I would pretty much turn to the folks that have been keeping things going in our ministries, like Turb, for instance, who's not coming back, and at least is not in my government. Uh, he wanted to take a break, but he was, he's was he been a very great culture minister, and I'd like to find out from him, you know, hey, how, how did you keep your staff motivated? Um, give me some of that. I, I need some of that. I mm -hmm. want to talk to folks like Sopo and Calvin, who, you know, they've been around forever, but they're taking a small step back. Calvin, I know, is taking a break. I believe Sopo's going to take a break. I, I want to pick their brain. Hey, you know, you've always been good at leading. What am I doing that, that I can do better? Uh, I want to talk to folks like Kura. Kura's great. Uh, they've always been a great uh, opinionated person with great people skills. I, I want to pick her brain. Hey, you know, give it to me. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. You know, give me that critique. I need, I need it. I, I want to reach out to the people. The people are going to lift us out of this. The president included if i'm the president i'm going to give my 110 percent. if i have to run radio and and turn on the ern and lead it to victory ball by myself i'm going to do it you know and just don't multi your way to victory please yeah i can't be doing that <laughs> all right i mean i think we have a little bit of a better sense of your idea of where euro is today and personnel that you're going to get there with and how you see the challenges of the next 70 days. So let's look forward instead of the next 70, let's talk about the next four days because the election's coming up. We're sort of starting to get a little bit of hype, I feel. I'm seeing in the behind the scenes people trying to organize radio shows and the polls are starting to come together. What's your sense of the hype of this election? Is it about what you expected is a little bit less or do you feel it building? I'm kind of disappointed with how it seems to be a slow burn. Um, usually you see everybody out there tearing everybody's platforms apart, which is like my favorite thing because I know I spent four days on it. I think Icarus spent four days on it. I know PA probably spent a couple days on it. And I'm so used to seeing people come in and go, hey, here's everything you did wrong and this is what I want you to do. And seeing people come back and go, no, you, I I've been expecting that. I've been waiting for it and it just hasn't happened. And I'm sad because I really wanted people to come alongside and go, Hey, OD, here's your platform. Here's everything wrong with it. <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So in other words, thank you, HEM for actually taking the time to crap on the platform a little bit. Absolutely. Him coming along and going, hey, here's what you did great. Here's what sucks. That's exactly what we needed. And Hem can do it in such a way that it comes across not as being hostile or aggressive. It's just a helping hand kind of thing. And I, I love him for that. Well, one thing that actually, because you talked about on your platform, the five big things you want to accomplish this term and one of them I thought was kind of interesting is this voice of Aeropea. Uh, 
And it's not the first time that we've talked about trying to do rebrand or push Arapaean perspective abroad. Can you walk us through the voice of Arapaea and what that would entail? So I'm a, as you know, or as the listeners of the pod may know, I'm very reporter centric, at least with regards to the war in Ukraine. And one thing that kept coming up as one of the sources I like to follow is a gentleman who works for Voice of America. And Voice of America, if you don't know, is the United States' foreign policy news. So anything that happens in America, uh, domestic-wise, foreign-wise, that we want to propaganda out, I guess is the best way to put it, they send it through Voice of America. So I thought, you know, why can't we do something like that with Euro as a addendum to the foreign update so if we're doing really good in the battlefield like we just recently did the siege in equestria why can't we sit down with icarus and uh another person who is the point maybe Clegg or vor and say hey you know what's the what are you seeing from the battlefield how are we doing mm-hmm. it minor how are we doing it major um if how, we how is that different than maybe just doing that through the ebc which has a dedicated brand and sort of well-known uh, well-known platform. Are you trying intentionally to divor- divorce that from the EBC brand? I think it's not really a divorce. It's just trying to put it out there like NS Today used to. Um, EBC is great, but it. I think it would be better served as a domestic news service and letting Voice of Europea being its uh, foreign policy arm. Uh, you know, we can do interviews with anybody, but we can, why can't we do them that you know, domestic on the domestic side? You know, why do we need to, for example, who in, let's just say Theasia, who in Theasia is going to care that we are sending out to them an interview with Senator Boisenberg, who I, I voted for in the last election, by the way. That was a, that was a tight one. Yeah, it was. I was a barn burner of an election. I tell you, they're not going to really. They and I'm not trying to speak for the AC on this, but as the average citizen, I'm not going to care that oh, European senator, cool. But I might perk up interest to hey, they were involved in the siege of Equestria. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I want to know more about that. Uh, the average person is not going to care about an interview with Dopo about. Uh, this the criminal code uh, adjustment sure. act, but they don't care about Sopo interviewing um, ever wandering souls two years ago, and maybe a revisiting of that. Now, sure. obviously, yeah, that might be not be a- the best example, but I get what you're saying, and I guess my pitch back would be: sounds like a column system. Sounds like you know our domestic and our foreign articles don't all need to be distributed and alert our partners abroad about our domestic co- uh, products, but. There's something about EBC. I like the brand. I see where you're going with with VOE though, with the with the voice of Arapaea. But I do like the EBC brand, and I wonder if maybe more emphasis on the column system could could get us to a similar place where we're uh, we're a little bit more thoughtful about what we disseminate and what we're what we're sending around to our friends, and what just is for uh, you know the the Euro folks, you know. I'm definitely for anything that gets at least VOE to fruition. It might not remain VOE. It might be, you know, enhanced EBC or enhanced column system, like you said. But I think it has merit. 
it could be something new and exciting and who knows it might uh, bring some new folks to the table who writers who we never thought were really interested in writing well let me just put this out into the world because i've heard this joke a few times and i just need to put it out there ebc plus <laughs> i actually like that That's everybody weird. else has got you know we got disney plus cnn plus didn't do so well but i think that we could do it i think we could do it too and you know if that's one way we get it done, then I'm all for that. All right. We're coming near the close of the pod. And before I say goodbye, I wanted to give you one last opportunity to pitch yourself to the people of Arapaio. Like, why should we pick you over your two opponents on election day? If you're looking for somebody who's been down this road before, who's got the experience, and not only that, they have the experience of Lime, who's a domestic juggernaut, and Glegg, who's a foreign policy expert, Vor, who's a military expert. If you're looking for somebody who can bring a big group of folks and experts together, going to work hard, I'm your guy. But if not, I completely understand, and I love you guys either way. All right, OD, thank you so much for joining me on the Ministry of Pod. This is PH Trey saying good night. Mm-hmm.